hosts, Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Welcome to Space Action Podcast, Division of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic that you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I'm Deniso and Shama. I am Chris Carson. Oh, I can hear a kitty in the background. And that's Jack. Yeah, that's been a while. That's right. That's right. We're keeping it alive on this end with the cat farm. <laughs> Modern podcasts of ours usually have children screaming in the background like I'm in some sort of torture device. But now it's a cat again. It's like the old days. It's like the old days. You've come full circle, folks. I'm uh, I'm probably going to sound a little echoey today because I'm recording in a larger space than usual. So you're, you're in your uh, your shelter. I'm in the I'm in my underground bunker. I can try and move around maybe to somewhere. I where keep it's a telling less you, man. Echoey. The five G is not going to give you the corona. You got it. You got to come out. It's going to be fine. No, it's going to turn me into a zombie. Bill Gates is not trying to microchip your balls. Hey, speaking of Bill Gates. <laughs> I know. I was trying to segue. It's See what I did there? Good, good, good segue. Thank and what are, what, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about uh, a performance that Mr. Gates uh, uh, patroned. Uh, it performed in Broadway for 560 performances after coming off L.A. by yep. uh, illusionist Michael Derek Delgadio mm -hmm. um, in and of itself. Mm, which, which got a lot of like it was everywhere for like a day. On social media and everything, and then now it sort of just disappeared. It's kind of like a magic act. Like Ooh. a magic act. Maybe that's, I, I think it's also kind of one of those things, though. It's kind of like a more sophisticated, shorter Tiger King where it's just such a phenomenon. It's so hard to describe. It's like you just have to watch it. So it lives and dies pretty quickly. And then like you're either going to watch it yeah. or you're not going to, or you're not, you know? You know, the thing that went through my head the most when watching it was I kept saying, and even talking about it afterwards, I kept saying the word trick. And as soon as I would say trick, in my head, I would hear Job going, yep. it's an illusion, oh, Michael. 100%. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the thing, like, to, to start about, like, the, the whole show is just this fascinating study of, like, identity and how, why does he phrase it? In the in the press release, they had this one way that I thought that was pretty eloquent. The illusion of identity, only to find out that identity itself is, in fact, an illusion. An illusion, yeah. Um, what I thought was so interesting is the way the dude's literally transforming what you can do with sleight of hand magic, uh, yep. with, with with storytelling, with stage production. Like, it's kind of redefining, like, what you can, like, it's hard, I'm hard-pressed to call this dude a magician, you know what I mean? Like, right, he's an illusionist, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> or cocaine. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, personally, I really enjoyed it, but I don't think for the reasons that a lot of other people enjoyed it is like every like I've been reading a lot up on it after I watched it. And a lot of people are like, this changed my life. This was a spiritual awakening, blah, 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 blah. Sure, sure. I really enjoyed it for the fact of what an illusion it was, like how like everything was a trick. There was nothing magical about what he did. Obviously, he's a magician, but just the level of which he moved people in his audience was I kept thinking of like the Sermon on the Mound of Jesus like mm -hmm. Jesus if he was real or not whatever the council that deified him by sure, using Christian sure. mythology etc cetera, etc cetera. but if he was a real guy that's the type of guy he was yep you know just what a mean? bunch like of just, people like mouths agape like how is he doing this how is he doing he this? just oh mind my fucked my brain he just <laughs> changed my life i always keep thinking of the guy at the uh jumping right to the end we'll jump all over the place like an illusion um <laughs> when he's reading it like saying what everyone's card was so yes. the idea like when everyone came into the audience they had it they picked a card off a wall and uh, to, to find them so it was like i am a loser i am a poet blah mm -hmm. blah blah 
And so at the end of the show, the, the trick is, and again, don't listen to this podcast any further if you haven't seen it. Go I watch it. I cannot recommend it going in as blind as humanly possible. With as this thing. blind as possible. Yeah, it's the yeah. best way to watch this thing. But at the end, a very simple trick, considering especially that each audience member handed in their token as they entered the theater. And since it's Broadway, it's assigned seating. It just means he's probably got a bit of Asperger's and he could have glanced out of paper and memorized who everyone was in an instant, which in I and of itself know, is but amazing. This, but, what, oh, you punny. So were you trying to be punny? <laughs> there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, as far as I can tell, like, I, like you probably read up on like the the production and everything. He doesn't look at those cards aside from like picking out like, I hey artist, give me an intersection. Like they don't. Yeah. I don't think he ever goes through all of them. You know, what I, I don't mean? know. And let I, alone the fact, I don't think the the. They, the cards have any correlation to the seats. It's all at random, right? Well, well, well my, point, my point was the guy that he points out at the end mm. is a, lose, a loser. He said, I am a loser or, whatever, or a nobody. Whatever nobody, his, yeah. Nobody. And he just sat down broken and weeping. And it's like, that's how religion starts. That mm. was my point with that one. Mm. But as to the trick of it, I don't know. I, I, it's an illusion. It's all a very calculated group effort to create these kind of sure. illusions. He's a performer. Especially so, when you got literally Yoda directing the goddamn thing. Frank fucking Oz right. pulling Frank the strings. Oz. That man's a master puppeteer. Right. <laughs> so my like the closest I can think of is that 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 process that um, like Chris Carson buys a ticket. He's in row L, seat three, and then Chris Carson goes and picks a, a thing off the board that says, "I am a you know dickhead." And then when I'm being checked in, the person takes my ticket, takes my token, sure. and they're connected. So I think the more the, the magic of that moment is his ability to just, like, photographically memorize every piece of information, do his show. And if then that be is able. the case, yeah, sure. That, that, that one, there's a couple of them. As, uh, the, the letters one jumps to mind as well, where the, to me the illusion of it is secondary to the reaction. Right. Which I thought exactly. was, is what I found so fascinating about the whole thing is that like, ultimately I'm like I don't really give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck how that letter got there. I don't care how you <laughs> well, got that, it from their relative. As mind bending as that, that is, that one confused the shit. I couldn't like. There's no earpiece in the world that could have led to and that magic trick. So I was everything's like, I random. Like he picks a random person from the audience to pick a random card. Seemingly random. Seemingly random card, but then that person comes down and picks a seemingly random letter. Random, right. But so I'm like, saw... there's so many fucking variables. I'm like, yeah. okay, however you're doing this, this is mind-bending. Like, yeah. And it's... it's so worth that walk to get to that reaction. Is yeah. I don't, I like, how do you even conceive of that? I don't know, but like, in a world where we're so fucking, there's a massive schism, people are very much in their echo chambers trying to wall themselves off. Just being able to break all that down for that student being like see these people who they genuinely are like this woman gets a letter from her father and immediately she regresses right back into being a daughter mm. you know what i mean like just like it's for lack of a better term to use a very fucking cliched parable like not judging a book by its cover type thing mm. i just find that so fucking fascinating i'm like how did you even come up with that goddamn idea to, and then the execute it, yeah. it like i don't yeah. understand it well, that's why, like, I, that's why I was saying, I like, so many people walked away from it as a spiritual awakening for themselves. I didn't. I walked away from it going, that man is a master fucking performer. Mm -hmm. Like, he took uh, art is lies that shows the truth to the next level. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it was, yeah. it was really brilliant, but at the same time, it's, it's the thing I always fall back on is the Harvey Dent comparison of, like, how the lies come up and reveal themselves eventually in a negative way. Right. It's like, all those people were so spiritually moved, but they were moved by a lie, but that lie was brilliant, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. a complicated way to 
think of this performance? I think the, the best thing to come out of it is that it's, it engages so many mental blind spots that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily engage with. Like, I think a lot of people struggle day to day with identity crisis, but don't fully acknowledge it. You know, or understand even why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Even understand what they're going through or why they're having these emotions. So just this ways, this, this performance found a really brilliant way of having, enabling people the tools to kind of check those spots within themselves. Mm -hmm. Like whenever people were reading from uh, the, the book, he passes out the ongoing uh, travel log, the, 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 of the the show. And a lot of people were having these profound realizations of like, until now I never really thought about what defines me or like the different, you know, personas I have to everybody, what I represent to everyone. I mean, I think for people like you and I who are fucking nerdy, insecure fucking psychotropic drug occasionally <laughs> frequently weirdos douchebags 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 I, like. I self-identify as a douchebag <laughs> those thoughts unfortunately come quite often I, like i think you and i have had these conversations all the time like the, one of the things about being a creative person is this constant struggle between this shit is so good everyone should see it and oh my god it's so fucking terrible why the fuck it's imposter syndrome why the fuck am I here right right a lot of people I don't think have those thoughts day to day or maybe they do and they just live with them in their again they their compartmentalize peripheral. them exactly and this this like show just found an amazing way of just being like how to check those moments for I don't know. Something fascinating about Everyone. that. Uh, yeah. Um, on the do du- on the uh, I self-identify as a douchebag level. I do have to say I am such a fucking asshole because when the people were reading from the <laughs> book that they wrote, the ones that started to cry, I was like, "You're crying at the thing you wrote last night, you fucking tool." <laughs> 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 like, you you wrote this. <laughs> what are you this doing? is my truth. I'm so profound. <laughs> Look what I wrote. Like, oh, fuck off. Or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe you were reading it loud and be like, oh, God, is this what I sound like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Weeping because of how, like, oh, geez, oh, fuck, I should not have done oh, that. Oh, there's stains on the page where I spilt my ramen. It was like 2 a.m. What was I thinking? I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and he's on the side of the stage being like, I am a genius. So good at this <laughs> with his with his weird chubby face stare. Just mm, yes. yes. So what do you think his secret is? Body, like <laughs> wait. What, wait, what are you trying to tell me, Derek Delgadio? He's like everyone's oh. got a secret, and of course, you know, he tells that very touching story about you know trying to li- like struggling with the, his his mom's sexual identity. But yeah. you look in that man's dead eyes. He talks about like being at a card games, like these seedy dark card Guns games. pulled on him and shit. Yeah. I feel like this man's seen some shit. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> He's got like, yeah, but then I watched an interview with him um, and he just seemed like a normal guy. So, uh, yeah, so, like, he's just a perf- he, I think he's just an amazing performer. I, I wonder if his parents are even gay. You know what I mean? Like they probably were. But my point is, oh, if he I, was, it was, if it was all a performance. Part, uh, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, his mom was there and uh, was there. Yeah. Yeah. His, her girlfriend wasn't. Where the fuck was she at? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch couldn't come to the show. Come on. Jesus. I only <laughs> now have one mom. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't. I think I think he pulled off a hell of a trick, and I think that a lot of people are are he, like I don't know. I I keep falling back because uh, I loved it. I, don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved this hour and a half I spent watching it. Mm-hmm. But it I keep falling back on the on the religious comparisons of like how 
easily moldable people are under the right setting and how easy it is to start a movement of 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 uh to get followers you know what i mean like people love they're inherently followers we are we're, we're a tribal-based society well, with an alpha male and blah 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 when you throw like mystique and and uh what do you call it mysteriousness into it it's like it's right. like this person has access to a higher knowledge that i don't have like that how I do don't they have. Yeah, yeah yeah it's called autism he's on the spectrum clearly <laughs> He mastered every form of cards in, in like most magicians that, become masters of one. He did them all. I find like <laughs> it's kinda one hard to like blow someone's heart mind with a card trick, but being able to do a sleight of hand card trick where you're just like I can't I feel like disrespectful calling it a card trick. To be a sleight of hand artist that talented where you watch it and you just go like that was mind blowing. Yeah. Like I just get the rudimentary <laughs> facts of how shuffling works and that hmm. I can see how impressive that is. You've oh, yeah. clearly been doing this for decades. Like that he is he is a, a Mozart of it's, sleight of hand. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when he's talking about like at seventeen tracking down like these rare five guys like Bobby Fisher, I was like, this is kind of fascinating. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy that, that pulled the gun on him because yes. he was paying attention to his own hands too much. My favorite, because I, I just I just rewatched it to refresh my memory, um, is the the one where he's he, the the whole climax of the trick is like he's like dealing with the four kings like from the middle, from the top, from the side, over of the deck. Then he switches it up to aces. Then he switches it up so like he separates out all the spades blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. But I then was fucking he, blindfolded. What'd you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a fucking tie on my face. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but the thing that fucks me up the most is that okay, the the, the big reveal is again. If spoilers, I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, just go, not a lot of people watched it. Go watch it. Pause he deal, this and Go fucking watch it. He deals out all the spades not in order, and he's like, it would have been more impressive of the, the tie, but but the tie. But what you don't know is that the three other piles he's dealt out are the other three suits in, in order, order already. Yeah. So really keeping the spades out of order is probably the hardest part. Right, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> like, he, um, he's like a rain man. He's basically a high-functioning rain man. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. bananas. Like, I, 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 have my, I have a friend, actually, who's apparently friends with him. Um, oh, really? Like my friend, shout out to Chris Mayhew, uh, also a local... Uh, illusionist in, in the city. He's performed in uh, L.A. as well. He uh, is friends with Derek and uh, genuinely nice dude. Apparently, like he's just like everyone was in the. He's he's like the 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 illusionist illusionist kind of thing. Right, like right. they were all just so happy for him because they're like, you, what you're doing deserves to be seen by a bunch of people. The way you're kind of transcending what the genre can do. Yeah, you know. Um, and you're right. It is kind of like you have to be borderline Rain Man to be able to be like, oh, there's opportunity here for me to fucking transcend people's minds right exactly. you know and in such a conceptual abstract way it's like um it's like the most creative on broadway hr seminar ever mm, mm -hmm. except yeah. the difference is there was no um point you know what i mean like there was no you come watch this show you'll leave a better person you could leave that show a worse person realizing sure. who you are sure. make more money make less money he's not giving you any answers he's just proposing questions that you might not commonly think about Right. Whereas those kind of like seminar, like uh, motivational speakers, they're there to give you all the answers to be like me. You know what I mean? Like Tony Robbins. I was about you to come say to my fucking show. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Yep. You come to my show, you do these 10 steps, you'll be mm -hmm. rich and famous just like me and happy, blah, blah, blah. He didn't offer any answers whatsoever. He just posed questions. And I think that's the difference between sort of a corporate view of it. And versus an artistic view of it, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and also he ain't trying to push a book on you whenever you leave. Right. I mean, Although he, he does have a book coming out. 
Yeah, he's got made a lot of money on those ticket sales. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you gotta give it up to him, dude. I couldn't fucking guess a hundred people's identities five hundred and sixty nights in a row. <laughs> like that's a he's lot the, of work, man. <laughs> what was it? The ro- Rolatista? Just the Rolatista. Yeah, six uh, bullets to his temple, waiting mm-hmm. to fuck up, but he never does. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's why I I, I don't I because I don't believe. I mean, I imagine we have the ability as human beings to achieve higher levels of blah, 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 etc. I understand that. I don't think we're there yet. So I know it's a trick. And I was just, my interest is figuring out the illusion. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, like, it's got to be a combination of earpiece, cameras set up, getting the audience, like, linking the audience to each person. It's, See, it's an you're illusion. Michael Bluth, and I'm George Michael Bluth, and I'm just like, I'm just here for the ride, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there. I'm like him as a kid. Remember he said he watched the first magic show, and the first thing right. he did was, I want to know how that's done. Sure, sure. So I'm like, I know this is an illusion. I know you just master- masterfully crafted this, and I'm very curious how. Mm-hmm. But you didn't change my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't change my life. But I am very curious how you changed others' lives. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was really, really good. I don't know if there's a lot to actually talk about it, though. No, it's hard. To, and it's an, again, it's not like a plot. It's not like there's a narrative to it. You know, we, right. we can go through it. Like, remember that part in the middle whenever all of a sudden the big reveal happened? It's it's right. it's very abstract, you know, and so it's hard to talk about in a very uh, constructive way. It's a one, way. one man magic show. <laughs> it's like every other Broadway one man show, but with magic. Where he's exploring himself on stage with his dick in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and, unlike Tony Robbins. Unlike Tony Robbins. <laughs> and uh, uh, because that's classic one-man show, right? Guy stands up there and expresses his fucking truth and shit. Mm-hmm. And he did that, but with magic and really well done. Really well staged. And also, I don't know, I'm a sucker for anything that hits on, like, the human condition. So, like, right, right. if you're able to show me something really simple of, like, someone reading a letter from a loved one... That's worth the price of admission to me, right there. Yeah, you know? that, that's the one that blew my mind. That's mm-hmm. the one I couldn't, I because I could puzzle out how it probably was done for most of them. But that one, I was, yeah. just, I have no, I have no fucking clue. The I one no that really idea. wrinkled my brain because I couldn't really understand her. I had to rewind it several times. That one lady, she didn't say her dad died of Parkinson's, did he? Uh, she just said he has Parkinson's, but I guess with COVID and everything, maybe that he she can't go see him. Because he says that at the end, write him, write him back. But he says that to everybody, so I'm like, maybe that's just part of his script. He's just so used to saying it. But I, I swear, she says he's died of Parkinson's. I'm like, how the fuck did he get a letter from a dead guy? Dead person. See, I, think, I like that's uh, where I like th- my brain started to melt a little bit. I'm like, as if this is happening. No, <laughs> no, this is like this is more than David Blaine doing that stupid foot levitation shit whenever I was in high school. No, no, no. This is this this is fucked up. You'd have to go back and put on captions, but I'm 90% sure she just said my father has okay. Parkinson's. I wonder if the letter You're telling was me this man's not resurrecting then. the dead? I don't think so. Oh, not this the, really changes my perception of oh, the whole what? performance. But yeah, in and of itself, with Derek Delgadio, go check it out. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Um, again, there's we, there's not a lot to discuss, as you said. There's no real plot or anything. The stories are fantastic. Mm. Uh, I really like the story of the the Rulatista, and I wonder if that's a complete fabrication because it was a story that he apparently heard right. from someone else, or right. if that is one of those Magnolia type things that In actually the, well, did happen. Maybe it's part of the whole thing, but like I saw a podcast where he maintained that it was all true. He went down south and was at a bar, and a guy told him the whole story, and that's where the whole seed of the show was planted. Oh, for sure. Like mm. I don't imagine that was a lie, but the oh. guy telling the story—do you think he just made it up, or do you think? 
Do you think this actually happened? That there was a Russian roulette guy who came back from the war? No, I think that guy made it up. If I had to, you think that, yeah, yeah, I think it was all an analogy for because that boy. would be that would be great if that was actually a real story, like that really happened. The Magnolia, remember the opening of Magnolia? All the these things happen moments. Right, 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 right. That'd be great if that actually <laughs> happened. A tree branch knocked it out of his hand and everything. Right. I, and I love the end of that story of just like. <laughs> Your identity can't save you in the end. At the end of the day, you're just whoever the fuck that guy sees. It's like, you're not the Rulatista, you're the, the guy whose house I'm robbing. So right, it doesn't right. fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter, yeah. All the concept, all, everything that got you to that point at that moment will not matter. Yeah. You know? And I do like the tra the transformative aspect, too, of, of... At the beginning, I don't know if he's intentionally playing himself a little standoffish and smarmy, so you're kind of like... You, you kind of immediately are, are... Ugh, I don't really like this guy. I don't like the look of him or how he's acting. But then by the end, once you've known his whole story, you're like, this is my favorite person in the world now. I and think, I think yeah. that's part of the of the whole overall illusion of it. Of yeah. the performance, yeah. It's of like, because you, you got to come off kind of like, there has to be an evolution over the course of the show, right? Like Especially if you're discussing how people are different once mm -hmm. you know who they are. Exactly. Like the brick, the gold brick. It probably helps, you know, for like misdirection, you know, you can play it up a little bit. Yeah, and that, oh, that, way, that way it's more profound at the end. Whenever he breaks down, and you're like, "Holy the fuck!" I thought this guy was a prick at the beginning, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I thought the gold brick one was funny because I just pictured the poor stagehand having to like listen and then like rush the brick to whatever street that the, the the people said and put it See, on and then run away. Now that one, I was like, I'll buy it. I'll buy that that footage in the credits was of said performance but I'm like these are not correlatable <laughs> right. like making the brick disappear is fantastic but that footage of just people find gold bricks at random ass intersections could have been taken yeah. whenever so I'm like listen I'll take your word for it alright I'll, I'll go on faith that this is what's happening <laughs> but this does, it does not make the trick better to me <laughs> no not at all and even if that those that was real they still have to like leave the show remember what the intersection was walk there and film but, it see that's my that's what I was wondering I assume the footage was of people walking around who perhaps were at the show the day before and then were like, holy fuck, there's the golden brick. There's the brick, yeah. Because it wouldn't be, they would have to run out of the show. Yeah, and go straight and there. And go straight there? But there were a lot of the night shots too, so I So I guess it was, it would, and I guess it could be a matinee show if you're doing like once in the afternoon, it could have been those daytime shots. But I, I just, I just feel <laughs> for the poor stagehand lugging a fucking gold brick 560 times. Here's what's worse, dude. There's nine stagehands sprinkled across Manhattan Island, all with gold bricks, and they have to, like, drive around and circle until they get a live feed of the intersection, and then one has to drop it. Just running, boom, boom, throwing bricks out the window. That's correct. It accidentally lands next to a lesbian couple, and it starts the cycle all over again. <laughs> You didn't see that one coming. Derek <laughs> Dale God, he was like, dear God, what have I done? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's like the end of 12 Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, everyone should check it out. I wonder if we should have started with Falkbuck so that people... Well, it's could, too late now. This late week now. on another exciting episode of Falkbuck... Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about episode two. If we, might, if we do this every week, we could probably talk about each episode as we go. We'll see if that's interesting. If there's another, like an episode that's really slow and Falk doesn't buck. have much to talk about it. Fuck buck. Fuck buck. Fuck buck. Hey, Sam's black, everybody. 
Hey, so he, the, he's having a lot of trouble being black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I um, here's my question about episode two of Falk Buck. Uh-huh. They they went and um, by Bucky, the way, Sam's black. Sorry, I just want to mention it as much as the show does in the second episode. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> in case you run away, in case you forgot. Oh, sorry, sir. We had no idea who you were. <laughs> and we're going to arrest the white guy now. What a twist! Um, they went and talked to that old dude who was like a super soldier in the fifties that. Mm-hmm. that Bucky fought. Yeah. Captain Tuskegee. But why, why was Twitter erupt with, um, he was the first super soldier and Captain America stole an identity, Elvis, to, you know, blues style. Uh, but he was in the, he was functioning in the 50s. Cap was made in the 40s. Where did that idea come from? Um, was that present in the episode and I just missed it? Or people just, just They said he was fighting, yeah, because they were saying he was fighting in Vietnam. Maybe he was just in or the... Korea. Korea? He was in Korea. Korea. Yeah. I th- maybe he was just in service for a long-ass time. Like, Cap ages slower, doesn't he? He's like 100 but, and something when he's old. Super, super yeah. old. But they so, never, they never, is that where they're coming from? Because, like, I know, people Well, are, that character originally uh, came from, he, that was originally, like, yeah, in the, in the story of the comic book Captain America, there was, oh, what's his fucking name? Keep going. Fam for a second. I'll find he it. He was, um... Yeah, just because I didn't get in the episode itself, it didn't expressly say that he was the first super soldier. A Captain America has always been considered, well, actually, Red Skull is considered to be the first super soldier. And Twitter erupted with another white man steals the black man's shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't get that message from the episode. So that's why I'm wondering if A, I missed something, or if B, he's an established yeah, character that well, was the first Captain America. No, according to the site, you're right. He was uh, in the MCU. He said he's active only in the Korean War, but let's see. Right. He has so a history of the Winter Soldier, lives in Baltimore. Also, I don't care if you're a super soldier. You know how hard it is? If you threw a tin at the wall at that force, it, the tin would just shatter. What, what is this? <laughs> a fucking vibranium like cigarette box? Like That was ridiculous. Maybe, maybe he got like a vibranium cigarette box as part of his like maybe. swag bag from being turned into a Maybe that a was the implication. Soldier. Maybe that box was Mephisto. Oh, my God. That oh box my is God. Totally Mephisto. Maybe Mephisto's in the box. I believe nothing else now. <laughs> and they're gonna introduce mutants. Yeah, and there's gonna be a Luke Skywalker level cameo at the fucking go fuck yourself. God damn it! You're making it so much harder to be a fan of this shit, you people. Uh, episode. I do have to say, I was not a fan of episode one. I was so fucking bored. Episode two, any moment that those two were interacting, that's the char- That's why the show yep. exists in the 100%. first place. Yeah, hundred percent. And those were enjoyable, but everything surrounding those moments, I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> so the second they, they second they start going into what's her face, uh, Flag Smasher's uh, origin a little bit more. Flags. I was like, all right, okay. I don't really care. I know that you're just like some. I get it. You got the chick from Solo, so they're going to be some misunderstood fucking villains with like some sort of misconstrued agenda. You're going to go for that again, but like, right. I, just give me more of Falcon and Bucky whipping a fucking shield around, man. Yeah, I, they're getting super virtue signaling, where it's like I think everyone is just. It's like uh, Star Trek. You don't make Earth horrible in Star Trek because it means that we. We everything we're fighting for now, we mm-hmm. haven't progressed. In these superhero movies, you can touch on social issues, but to make it such a center point, it's like, oh, you're reminding me of how horrible the fucking world is. Thanks, entertainment. I can understand <laughs> it's they're trying to go about it because, like, it, it feels like the old school original like amazing spider-man wherever it was like hey peter parker can't make it to class on time he can't right. get a bank loan what's he gonna do <laughs> dun, but dun, like dun, dun, dun. but like i agree with what you're saying it's like i kind of wish we were past that 
or like just present, WandaVision like, was kind of a cool step in that direction. It's just like, let's just get conceptual and weird. Let's see where we can go with these characters. It's kind of a little hard to be like, we're still rooted down the fact like what can we do with Sam? It's like, well, he's black, so the, the cops could be upset with him. And right. he, he, maybe he couldn't get a bank loan. And then, and then Bucky, he's had a, a traumatic past, so... Let, let's PTSD. go into that past. Maybe he's yeah. got PTSD. It's like, oh, really? Like, oh, okay. But as so far, two out of two episodes, I'm I'm there for it. But it just it feels very not predictable. But it's like, all right, this is kind of what I expected. It's not like, predictable. Right it's down a little the obvious. A little, it's a little obvious. on the nose. It, it's yeah. like as a Lethal Weapon fan, I'm like, I'm getting some Riggs Murtaugh's kind of feel. Like one's this guy who's just trying to do the job, and he's crazy. And I'm like, mm. okay, I get it. Like. And there's oh, yeah, a big no. mission, uh, world-ending mission that we got to stop, kind of thing. And the whole thing with the the the, the flag uh, slappers, they um, they that felt straight out of uh, of a Tom Clancy Fuck. movie. Yes. Yeah, but I I, I want to say something though, because I said this before we started the call. It's and on last week's episode, it's hilarious to me how much Disney hates globalization. They hate the idea of no borders, but then the in only universe, person who can own the world, Chris, is Disney. Is they don't like Disney. They don't like competition. <laughs> but wouldn't, they, wouldn't that make them globalists? Then they want to own the whole no, world. They're Walt. They're Imagineers and Waltists. I don't know. I'm sure they've got some quirky name to make you forget how terrifying uh, it really is. Uh, Anti-Semitic. I think that's. The name. <laughs> I think that's the name attached most to Disney, if we're being honest. Take the um, little spike off the helmet and just put two little mouse ears on it. There you go. It's, it's cute. <laughs> go host a nature channel. No one will know what you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know that. There was an actual host of Disney's nature show in the 50s was an ex-Nazi. Well. That, they, that Walt brought over because he was like, you got to get out of here, man. <laughs> well, you know, Walt watches out for his own, man. You he know. watches out for his boys. <laughs> In universe, in the now bizarre Marvel universe where there's the snap happened and five years later everyone came back. I like it. I like this but weird fucked up version of reality. I like they're, it they're too. Reconciling. But it's weird the way they're like five years. If, some, if, if someone died today, five years from now, your grief is almost over, right? So five years, the majority of the or half the world has had a chance to uh, enjoy this universal peace. No more borders. No more dictators. People are getting along, the dollar strong, blah, 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 everything mm -hmm. the terrorists were saying. And then snap, everyone comes back and the first thing they do is throw up their borders, throw up their flags, start shooting each other. Bring back racism, I guess. Because <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. And the I love the idea of a bunch of white supremacists came back and like, whoa, whoa, what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> Everyone's peaceful here, fucking, we what need our border fuck? strong. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's and it's weird that that Falcon and our and Winter Soldier are fighting on the side of we got to get our borders back up. We got to reestablish dominance. We got to make the world exactly the way it was. It reminds me of people during this pandemic going, "I don't want to look at the way how we got here. I just want things to go back to exactly the way they, the way they were. Mm, right. Keep burning the rainforests. Keep fucking having wet markets. I don't care. Just make it go back to the way it was." <laughs> It's like, we have an opportunity to make a whole better... No, no, just want it back. You just okay. want to go right just back to that. Right back to the way it was. Mm. And it's weird to have the hero on the side of that mentality. That and the an villains, point. Right, the villains are the ones going, give peace a chance. Now, <laughs> what, but aren't, didn't they implicate the Flag Smashers are in fact terrorists, haven't they? Fucking... Yeah, they've. well, that's the thing. They've taken the ideology of people going, we, we liked the peace that came from the snap. 
and they've turned them into they, super soldier extremists. terrorists. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is weird. Can, can we talk <laughs> about the super soldier? Because I'm I'm going through all the movies right now. I think right. I'm just past. I'm in this phase three, so I'm, I'm at like Black Panther and uh, not such now. Mm -hmm. Um, the super soldier serum. Hmm. It makes Cap super fast. He can punch really hard. He can kick dudes into the bulkhead of ships, correct? Never been able to recreate it. Turned Hulk into Hulk. Correct. Mm -hmm. Now, we inject it into, like, uh, Curly Sue and the fucking uh, Mask Shield gang or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. When they're fighting on the trucks. And they're punching <laughs> regular old... Uh, yeah, I noticed that, too. Captain America. So <laughs> why isn't his, his sternum broken? Yeah. Like, they why kick they, him off yeah. the truck. I, I'm, I'm confused. Like, how come whenever Captain America fights the French MMA guy, it's like a pretty even fight, despite the fact he's not a super soldier. But when Sam fights him, it's still an even fight. Yeah, no, I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm not getting the the relativity of the. It seems like the super soldier serum's only super when it's, it's convenient. Yeah, it's, it's plot convenience. <laughs> yeah. that's all it is. Because right now, I that mean, entire only... fight, I was like, oh, they're fucked. They're, those yeah. are four. Those are four Captain Americas. They're gonna kill them. Like, remember the yeah. Winter Soldiers in a uh, Civil War? They show that montage where they just beat the shit out of all the scientists. Yeah, and he's just going to town. Like, he's he's the only super soldier on the good side. Mm. Everyone else should have been immediately yeah. killed. Especially because they're on top of two speeding 18-wheelers. I'm like, well, this is easy peasy. You just hold their faces up and rack them into some tree branches yeah. and, like, file their eyeballs out. Like, it's yeah. easy. I know. That's, I was watching that with a cocked eyebrow, too, being like, shouldn't all these guys be fucking dead? I, I Except very, Bucky? Yeah. <laughs> It's odd, isn't Very, it? Unless, because when they ch showed, um, I can't remember, I'm, I'm not going to remember the new Captain America's name. They show him. Um, um, yeah, Kurt Russell's dorky fucking kid. Kurt Russell's ginger. Whenever, yeah. um, I'm just going to call him uh, KRG. Uh, whenever KRG's chucking around fucking the shield, I thought that was implicating, oh, they gave him the super serum too. Yeah, me too. Me too. So gave does that, shot, yeah. and also Battlestar, my favorite moment, hands down, this in this show so far. <laughs> <laughs> that guy says, Battlestar, and Bucky just goes, Battlestar, stop the car. And he just gets out and walks away. It was such a real moment of just a dude being like, I've been doing this for so long, I'll be damned if I'm going to ride in a car with some dork who fucking calls himself Battlestar. I was a Soviet assassin. Fuck me, let me out of this fucking, no, let me out of this fucking car. Is that, okay, I missed that part, because uh, I, that confused me when Bucky was like, I thought he was asking, like, who you worked for, and he said the name of an organization, and Bucky mm -mm, was like, fuck you. That's it was his a code, joke that's about his code, his code name. He was, that was his code name, and then he was just like, fuck off, and he just yeah. gets out and leaves. That's really, that is good. What was the other nerdy thing Bucky had? He was like, you know who, like, the Enterprise is? Gandalf, you know who Gandalf is? He read is? The Hobbit yeah. when it came out. I read The Hobbit in 1939, motherfucker. That was pretty <laughs> that was, good. I love that. That was a really good moment, too. Like, Bucky, you're such a sidekick. I love that Bucky is the sidekick. Yeah. Like, through and through. Mm -hmm. He's fucking, he's Robin, right? Well, again, he's he's Riggs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can't have Riggs being the main character. He's, he's not a stable man. You need the family guy with, yeah, like, a grounded storyline, you know? I also like that he's he's Dick Grayson, too, because he's not there to get Cap Shield. He's there to say, you're the new Batman. Yeah. I'm fucking Robin. You're the new Batman. Stop yeah. being a bitch and be the new Batman. Yeah. I like that he has that mentality. And he's not... My favorite was... Uh, I saw a great meme where someone uh, 
It's Bucky jumping out of the plane, cuts the Deadpool. He's going to do a superhero landing. Superhero Bucky landing. splayed out on the ground. <laughs> and it's Deadpool doing the Kevin McAllister, like, oh no face. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. That he was just like, all right. He just let himself go limp. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> just like, land. he's like, I'm not a superhero. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm Bucky. I have a metal arm now. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> My fucking name is Bucky. Like, how cool do you think I'm going to be? I'm 106 and my my brain's a mess my best friend's dead like <laughs> that did always make me chuckle in uh, civil war or not civil war in um uh, winter soldier how this badass mascarid masked motherfucker shows up and they're like hey bucky <laughs> yes oof i don't know he's just like winter soldier a buck? Would you prefer buck? I'm like, I think it's you know, better. You know how but... hard it was to live out there? I had to move. I had to grow my hair out. I had to learn how to apply mascara. <laughs> you know how hard that is when you're brainwashed? <laughs> this I is my know. choice. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do this. I do did this. Bucky, are you are you trying to kill Captain America? I'm getting to it, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, here's my prediction. I think, because Marvel is going super woke right wanda is now the most powerful superhero in the world um blah 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 is showing like whatever they're going super woke they're going to be gay they're going to be at least bisexual and have a kiss that's I my th theory. I, I think the closest we're getting is them romping around the metal but i'll take that i'll take that action i think that i think i think now they're gonna we do it. I'm, I'm gonna say i'll bet you 50 against um i'll raise to 100 if there's tongue if there's actually like full on, <laughs> ah. even though come the, on Disney Plus, how how committed yeah. are you to the cause? How, how like, ballsy are? You? Is it going to be the background of the final scene of Star Wars? You're going to make your main fucking characters kiss. What are you exactly. going to do? What are you going to do? That should be the, like the fucking last shot. Is to say we did it, Sam. Yeah, sure did. And they just lean in like they're going to do it, and they stop and they kind of laugh, and then they actually just do it. And then just like <laughs> you just hear a bunch of fucking homophobic fucking fanboys shit their no! pants. Twitter just lights up. My precious Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Bucky's going to have a new nickname real soon. Oh, fucky Bucky. Uh, even though I have to say the line that made me laugh the most was when uh, when they had to interlock their legs and Bucky's like moving closer he goes right in oh, like, yeah. that's really close he's like that's what you wanted he's like yeah that's what I want and like you can tell they're just improvising that shit they're just yeah. like you know these characters just go nuts just go crazy You at this point you guys fucking hate each other so yeah. play off that oh. but you kinda maybe love each other too um <laughs> by the way do you do you wanna uh have a hold on <laughs> Sorry. You skipping through the episode? Nope. <laughs> but this, sir, is a big old congratulations for you. For me? Mm-hmm. For you. What did I do? Chris Carson called it, ladies and gentlemen, in last week's podcast. White Panther has officially yes. entered the MCU. How do you feel? Uh, I feel great. I feel uh, on top of the world. And I'm pretty sure someone at Marvel is listening to our podcast, and now we need to sue them. Yeah, let's sue them. Let's sue the fuckers. Yeah, woo, sue them. Yeah, USA, right. USA. We sue all. We sue all. Yeah, White Panther made it in. That was pretty that great. 
fucking kill me whenever he said that I I paused the episode. I'm like, dude, you get just wait like 12 <laughs> minutes into this episode. Well, it, now you you sent me the text of like at 13, I think it was 13 or 14 minute yeah. mark. And as soon as that happened, I paused it and went, yep, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I, I can't believe it took not even two episodes, like two and a quarter. They were like, White Panther, I'm sorry. We had to use it. We had to use it. It was right there. He was in Wakanda. You saw it. Like, he was sneaking around like White Panther. And he's yeah. hanging out with a black guy. Sam's black, by the way. He's black. <laughs> so black. black. Black Falcon. Black. Hold on, hold on. Let's get some cops over here and we'll prove it. Yeah. Come on, officers. Officers. Come on. Call another car. All right, good. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm waiting for the episode where Sam's driving around. And they pull oh, him he's over. Get pulled over, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, sorry, Mister Wilson. We didn't realize it was you." And the being, you know, the Marvel universe, we have to undercut it with a joke. They cut. They pull back, and like his wings are sticking out the back of the convertible. And yeah. he's like, "Really? You didn't know it was me?" <laughs> whip, whip, whip. He drives off, you know. Yeah. No, oh, it's gonna get. Uh, it's gonna get way more uh, in your face before the end of this show. I guarantee it. They're gonna go. They're gonna go full overdrive on social commentary. Mm. Which again, it's fine. Just try and have some subtlety. <laughs> like the first time we see Sam on the street, just in a neighborhood, and cops are immediately there. Like, what the fuck? You just left well, the black the dude's fact, house. Also, the fact that like the first conversation he has with a character that's like not a Marvel character is this black kid who's just like, "Yo, Black Falcon, Black yeah. kid, Black Black Falcon, motherfucker." And I'm like, "All right, okay." I, uh, I, okay. I, I, I did. I appreciated the message there of like, are you black kid? Yes. And I was like, that's a good message. But then my asshole brain kicked in of hilarity of like, wait, if Captain America had been black the whole time and the new Captain America was white, wouldn't people call him white Captain America? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that just be the, how you define the difference? That was my asshole joke brain kicking in. <laughs> I want to see a, oh yeah, White Panther. That kind of sprung off of White Panther, really. Oh, man. What is he actually? The White Wolf? White Wolf. Yeah, White Wolf. Which is also um, Geralt of Rivia's name. Who's Way to rip now? off the Witcher series, guys. Oh, Way he's the White Wolf. Is Witcher. that the main character? He's Geralt of Rivia is called the White Wolf, yeah. Mm. I'm sure it's it's not as original as you think. <laughs> a, a white wolf? Pretty sure that's been around a while, yeah. I'm sure there's some Native American guy somewhere being like, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start walking around the neighborhood, and every time I see a white kid, I'm gonna call him white kid. You ought I'm to gonna switch. I'm gonna switch shit up. You just start calling white kids whitey. See what yeah. happens. I mean, hey, whitey, what are you doing? Hey, you little peckerwood. Yeah, hey, you little fucking douche. <laughs> little crack ass motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my sight. What are you doing? Doing here? Fucking white asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just me pacing back and forth on my porch. I just imagine you pushing kids. the stroller. Saying, and the best thing is you have a brown baby. Just... <laughs> Fucking white pieces of shit. Ew. <laughs> hey, inbred. How's it going? Huh? Yeah. Both your parents got blue eyes. You know what that fucking means? Huh? The parents are staring at you. Like, I'm just even out the playing field. Just even it out the playing field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Talia. Daddy's uh, taking you home now. <laughs> come on, not inbred. <laughs> that was, uh, ironically, that was a, a hilarious thing that we noted of like, our genes haven't danced in probably thousands and thousands of years. So that made a strong little healthy baby. If mm. I'd had a kid with like a blue eyed, brown haired, white girl, that kid would be, it's literally inbred. 
Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, likely, yeah. likely closely related. I mean, that's yeah. why that's why you have the English. I mean, look at them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like she was such a healthy baby when she was born. They were like they had everything ready because obviously, I mean, like we're older people. We're not in our twenties, and blah blah blah. So they had all the shit ready when she was born to put her on like uh, oxygen and stuff. And she just popped out, and they're like, oh. This thing's a tank. She's fine. And just tossed her to us. They're like, "Yay, go intermix babies!" They're like, "Really?" Oh, they're like, "Oh yeah!" And they just like rub her on the floor. She's like, "She's not gonna catch any of this." Yeah, she's fine. She's, she's like, great. "This floor is cleaner now." Yeah, having been she, wiped down with your interracial baby. I think she's healthier than either of her parents ever have been. And it's like, wow, there is something to be said about inbreeding and not inbreeding, isn't there? Well, you're you're welcome, world. <laughs> we're, we're all we happies are out there every day. Yeah, making, you guys are the fucking future. Making the world one better, one fuck at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're all, you're just, all welcome. Just keep fucking till we're all beige. <laughs> and then that group, in about a thousand years, will be super fucking inbred. Yeah. But, in but, the short term. But, at, at that point, all, all like, the ones and twos will look like Jessica Alba. So, yeah, like, exactly. you know, yeah. that's, like, that's the, that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> Jessica yeah. Alba's and fucking The Rocks. Like, that's... Ooh. Sexy rock, eh? Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> Someone's got a little something for The Rock. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Dwayne The Rock Jones. He's a charming motherfucker, and he's gigantic. Not my type, but he's a very large man. He was on Star Trek Voyager. His, one of his first, if not his first, acting experience. Get the fuck out. Yeah. He, at one episode of Star Trek Voyager, they go to, like, a battle planet, like, Planet Hulk-style arena battle planet, and the champion is The Rock. I think that was his first gig. And was he already, like, established as The Rock on WWE and everything? Yeah, but he was famous for his wrestling, but I think that was his first, yeah, his first actual forte into acting, and you can tell, because he's fucking awful. Well, at that point, he was just a fucking eyebrow. Right, Exactly. Like I think they, he even does the eyebrow in the show. Oh, of course he did. Of course that he was did, like yeah. in the script. He's like, why else get the rock if he's not going to do that fucking yeah. fart face? <laughs> lift but, your goddamn eyebrow. Lift the goddamn lift eyebrow. That eyebrow's worth <laughs> thousands of dollars. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, what's his fuck? Um, they they Chris Pratted that guy. They found out he was funny, and oh, then they well, were like, the rock, oh, yeah. yeah, and they were like, oh, we're making so much money off this dude. Oh, not Chris Pratt. Sorry, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah. Sorry, they, I get they, the fucking blonde Chris's from that movie <laughs> mixed up. They're all the same. Now Hemsworth, there's a mouthful. I didn't realize that fucking dude was that tall. Now we're just yeah. burning time. But like, <laughs> burning was, time talking about our man crushes. <laughs> Pretty much. I, <laughs> I was watching um one of the what do you call it. It was a panel, I think. I think it was whenever Josh Brolin first came out. It's that, yeah, because it was the Ultron one, and uh, Brolin came out with the fucking Fanny Gauntlet. Brolin's tiny though, too. He's like no, five, no, six no. Or but like Hemsworth stands up, and he's like he's over everybody by like a good yeah. foot. Like I didn't realize he's just a gigantic Australian terrifying man. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. I think, but he, he's not huge, huge. It's just the majority. Like I think he's like six two. Which is like two inches taller than me, mm. but everyone else on the cast, like Robert Downey Jr., is like five eight. Ruffalo, you know what I mean, Ruffalo's like five six. Like they're all very. I short think the only people. other tall guy, I think Bettany's a little bit. But... And um, Doctor Strange, I think he's oh he's Cumberbatch, Cumberbitch. He's uh, the Cumberbitches. He's big. Doctor Strange. I'd like to see his Doctor. Wow. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, was, I was grasping at something there, and nothing really, really came. Hmm. Hmm. Well, there it is, folks. 
Oh, wait, before we go. Or there it isn't. <laughs> there it is not. <laughs> did you watch the trailer for The Suicide Squad? Yes, I did. It uh, was a great tra- I, great trailer. I, I uh, watched the original teaser trailer for the sui- for Suicide Squad, the one that fucked up the movie. Remember? Because the trailer everyone loved so much, and they're like, the movie's nothing like this. So they hired that trailer company to recut the movie. Oh, for the, you mean the, the Will ori- Smith version? The, yeah, the original. So I, uh, that I one juxtaposed was so off them. my radar. I, I almost can't remember the trailer. What was this? Was that one that used Hooked on a Feeling? No, that no. was the one that used um, um, fucking uh, Queen and uh, um, um, oh my God. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, and, yes, and everyone was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because Batman v Superman bombed. No, everyone loved that trailer because they presented it like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they were clearly aping off of the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. I remember and a lot then, of people being like, you have to earn Bohemian Rhapsody. You can't, yeah, just, oh, you sure. can't just drop it in, you know? Like, <laughs> but the, the, the studio panicked and was like, Batman v Superman was super dark. This is super dark. We made a trailer that's super light, though. So they took the movie. Uh, in compl- so I, I'm, I'm guaranteed there's going to be a release the David Ayer's cut at some fucking point uh, because they they took it, they reshot shit, they they hired the company to re-edit it that did the trailer and okay. it came out as the shit show that it is. So I watched that one first and then I watched the James Gunn trailer and the, just the night and day comparison between oh you can't compare the two like fabricating yeah. uh, a quality trailer out of just mashing together shit quickly with a popular song versus actually. Like seeing glimpses of of fun, depthful characters like Polka mm. Dot Man. I hope we do die all oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I, shark. <laughs> I love Dave Dishmulchin so goddamn much. He's great. Oh, yeah. he's so good. <laughs> he's so he plays creepy so well. Well, yeah, he just has those uh, like like those eyes where it's just like I've seen some shit, man. I've worked for the Joker. I, yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I used to. Well, my favorite. You ever remember those ads? We used to joke about it back in the day. He, it was him, it was Dave Dismulchin and some other dude in the Wendy's ad for the quarter pound. I can't remember what the fucking sandwich was. But he was like, the Baconator? If if liking the Baconator is wrong, lock me up in prison. And then Dave Dismulchin was like, lock me up too. And just because of his face, you're like, he's going to fuck that burger. Like, <laughs> lo- look at his eyes. Like, there's just something, there's something, there's, he has so much gravity on his face. I don't know what it is, but God oh. damn, he's good. I hope oh, he he's all gonna, die. He's, he's going to fuck that burger. <laughs> he's going to fuck that fucking burger. He's going to call it Wendy. Yeah, it is. Holy yeah. shit. No, but um, the shark. I really like the shark. Because you know he's going to be like, he. I don't know the story of that character. So here's my guess. See how King right shark? I am. King Shark. I don't mm-hmm. know him from the comics. So my guess is he was a shark that was turned into a human. Because uh, everything in that trailer seems like he's just this brain-dead shark being like, hand? And he's like, oh. And like looking around at the world like, this is an interesting thing. I and wonder if eating shit. What does he say before he eats it, dude? Nom-noms? Nom-noms? Oh, fuck. Is, and also the fact it's Sylvester goddamn Stallone. <laughs> is that who's voicing <laughs> him? Yes. Really? I'm like, James Gunn has the coolest circle of friends on yeah. the fucking planet, dude. I love that Disney threw him under the, the fucking bus for going to a To Catch a Predator series finale party dressed as a priest. And the internet erupt, er, erupted on him because the internet is stupid. And so Disney, fearing anything controversial, well, fired him. And he was like, all right, go fuck yourself. And he went to DC, who had the forethought to be like, yeah, you're awesome. And you did nothing wrong. Here, make a movie. And then the fucking immediately, Disney was like, hey, so about Guardians 3, we're really sorry. Do you want to yeah. You want to yeah. come back? We're really sorry about all that. Yeah, I, I personally, I would have told them to go fuck themselves. I got a new cast of characters to fall in love with now. Like, I, fuck but- you. I wonder 
how much because you know i like i kind of respect james gunn for being openly like fuck you i'm gonna do what i want to do the way i want to do it Mm -hmm. how much do you think it took to get by him back I like to think James Gunn True. like they were like we we want you to do Garden Street. He was just like oh, his, his oh. agent was just tap dancing. He yeah, just said, yes, yes, how, yes, yes. Yo, James, how, two yachts or what? Do you want Sean to have the entire estate yeah. in, in, really, in Guatemala? Or we're we're really sorry for making literally the rest of your life you're going to have some asshole some point constantly thinking you're a pedophile. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could be like this is emotional damaging. Yeah. Like fucking Disney, I can't like it's insane that they fired him in the first place. But the, I yeah. just imagine the entire time any of this shit goes down, Sean Gunn is perpetually just standing over his shoulder, going, "That's right, James got to do shit." <laughs> just doing that like finger wag, like over his shoulder, like yeah, <laughs> the finger point thing. You know, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, the trailer looked amazing. It looks like a good time. I'm all I know. I know. Make me realize how underused Idris Elba was in those fucking Thor movies. Like oh, Ty- as, uh, as Heim- Heimdale, like uh, Tyga uh, tried so Heimendal? hard yeah. in the last one to be like, I'm gonna give him his own subplot. I'm gonna give him dreadlocks. I'm gonna yeah. try to make him kind of cool before we fucking skewer him in the next movie. Yeah, just immediately kill him. Yeah, but like I was like, the second he started, I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes, I was just like, oh my god, like Idris could have <laughs> been such a good fucking like central player in those movies. Oh, Idris Elba's awesome. He should. I think he's too old for it now. People are still wanting. But that's to be why Bond, I think it works. But he should have been Bond. Well, for oh for Bond. I think he's too old for Bond now. Once Bond hits like over fifty, you're like, this old man should maybe not be doing these stunts. One, <laughs> yes, but two, if he was up for it, I think that'd be kind of like that's a version of Bond we haven't really seen yet. Like what happens like a Twilight Years Bond who's just kind of no. Like, that was Roger Moore's like last was four it? movies. He was like seventy when he did the last movie. Really, and it was pathetic. <laughs> it was genuinely pathetic to see an old man running around being James Bond. So that's why I'm like, I love Idris Elba, but 10 years ago they shouldn't have made him Bond. Now he's so, a little a little too old. Now I'm realizing that the whole Indiana Jones thing was par for the course. Like, they always kind of implicate that Indiana <laughs> oh, Jones was fucking like James Bond's granddad. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, he did the same thing. He came back way past his prime. Way too old, yeah. <laughs> Just fucked it all up, Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. <laughs> well, I think that probably uh, should be <laughs> we wrapped it up. <laughs> in and of itself. Available on Hulu. Check it out now. <laughs> yeah, in and of itself, really good. Uh, episode 2 of Folk Buck. Let's see what happens. We'll see what and, happens. Uh, Guardians, er, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Suicide Squad trailer. A-OK. Mm-mm-mm. All right, tune in next week or whenever for another exciting yeah. episode. What are we? We're gonna try to do Kong versus Godzilla next. We'll we'll make oh, that promise yeah. now, but maybe not fulfill it. But we'll try. Is that out to the, this weekend? It's out on the thirtieth, I think. So whenever the fucking thirtieth is, thirtieth or thirty first. That's gonna be uh, Monday. Monday. So I don't know if it's in theaters first. Oh, I'm sorry. I think things. it's it's going straight to both. I think it's hitting theaters okay. and and on demand. And oh, that was my last point. I want to make is is I really hope that we can go to a theater to see uh, Suicide Squad, because that is not a sitting alone type of movie. You know what I mean? I can see that. That is a theatrical experience. My problem is that even once everyone's vaccinated, my kid can't get vaccinated. Sure. The, the youngest is, I think, 16 right now. They're working on it to be younger. But So even when this is all over for everyone else, once you're vaccinated, you can still be a carrier. So right. it's not over for me. I have to like still maintain the, the protocols than I am now 
four years to come That's to correct. keep this, this goddamn kid safe. At least safe. until they get some sort of like a uh, gas version, you can just like, like sprayer. <laughs> Spray it in. And then, yeah, just like the COVID proofer. Like dandelion uh, de-weeding juice, just That's pour correct. it onto her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know, I, I, uh, I know. I want, like, I don't mind taking the vaccine myself, but I think history has taught us that you need years to develop a vaccine without side effects. So I'm not really rushing to pump it into my five-month-old baby. Sure, sure. So that means even if Suicide Squad comes out in theaters, I'm gonna have to be like. Eh. I got a pass. Well, that's a, what you I can get be a carrier for now. fucking, ooh, I'm going to have a <laughs> child and fucking put aside all my personal responsibility and contribute to someone else's life. Oh, look <laughs> at me. Oh, who the fuck do you think you are? James Gunn's Suicide Squad's making you look a fool. <laughs> that's what I say in my head to myself every day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you get a letter from my mother? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this myself last night. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever read. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I need to become an actor now. My eyes are open. Oh, fuck! All right. <laughs> on, on that note. <laughs>